Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you the individual stories and organizations making a difference in your community. I believe everyone has a story that is unique, just like our fingerprints that put us on the paths and the journeys of our lives. And some find purpose. I know I have. Each story can help heal, inspire, educate, and give hope. Today, my guest is Melinda Gunther, and she is from What is Live Love? Their vision is Live Love is a community development nonprofit partnering with neighborhood leaders for the purpose of building strong community, connecting people, and caring for our neighbors. Oh boy, do we need that. We believe identifying and mobilizing assets is the best way to ensure sustainability, neighborhood-driven development, for this reason, since 2007, we have been bringing community volunteers to work side by side with neighborhood leaders who are striving to create change and healthy growth right where they live. Oh, I love that. That's better than a neighborhood watch. Yeah. Through, their annual through their annual community events, quarterly programs with kids and teenagers, and monthly community care activities in support of senior adults and disabled residents, we strive to promote strong, caring communities in the city of Chandler, Arizona. Please help me welcome my guest today, Melinda Gunther. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. It's great to um, be here. It is. It is. And um, we finally connected. And we also have learned that you and I are working on a project together here coming up very soon. Um, yep. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. I want you to tell me where did the vision of this come from? Because I know you and your husband are the founders of this. Yes. Yes. So Paul and I moved here to Chandler um, from Guatemala City, actually, in 2006. Um and uh, live love was kind of a, a phrase, like a life mantra that we had started um, because of some hard things that my husband had experienced and seen. It was the poor guy was exposed to so much violence while we were there. I had a lovely time and he always seemed to run into the hard stuff. And um, and so it really came from this. How do I give myself a simple life guiding principle and that is live fully and love deeply and so live love became kind of our thing mm. um so when we moved here to chandler it took us a while to acclimate and um and you know be back in the states and that was great but i kept asking that question okay how do we live love here like in guatemala the need was in front of me all the time i mean i i i, I literally had people coming to my door to eat every day so i would feed people here we moved in and if i didn't go outside and intentionally try to meet people everyone lives behind their walls right it it just it i couldn't figure out how do i engage how do i serve if i don't even know anybody um and so that was kind of where it came from was where are the people who are invisible in our community that no one sees because we're not trying to see them right and uh so i went and sat with uh, Judy Ramos at the time was the city of Chandler neighborhood programs director. And, and I said, how do I find people that also need people just like me, um, who are striving to make their neighborhood a safe, healthy, wonderful, connected place to be, but have nobody fighting with them for that. And, um, we drove around and eventually landed right where we're serving now. And, uh, we've been there ever since, um, listening to stories and 
dreams and hopes for neighborhoods and pain and struggle. And what really stood out to me the most is this isolation and loneliness. And I thought, nope, for me, live love means we're, we're created for community. We can't live fully and love deeply alone. We have to do that together. And, um, so bringing people together, connecting, caring, those things are just a significant part of who we are, why we are, and what we do. Um, and that's well, kind of where it started. And you are located in a downtown Chandler area? We are, yep, downtown Chandler. We started south of Chandler Boulevard um, between McQueen and Arizona, and we have landed ourselves um, a home that we use for our meetings and kids groups and all that kind of stuff and some property we're getting ready to develop uh, just about a half mile up from that. And that's on the north side of Chandler Boulevard, just down the street from Chandler High School. You know, you talked about community and um, feeling alone. I think there's a lot of people, there are a lot of people that have felt that way, especially in the last year and a half. Yeah. We'll, say to, we'll say, you know, the middle of 2019, when our lives were all completely changed, everybody uh, globally was affected by the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. We're still dealing with stuff from there. And there's still that loneliness and that uh, disconnect um, that yeah. people have um, that causes a lot of sorrow. Um, yeah. And they get to a point where they're like, well, no one really cares, but you have a community within a community. You are the community yeah. that you're going out there. Like you said, a lot of people are not going out there and meeting who their neighbors are or, or even right. looking at people. We've got our devices that we've got our faces in all the time, or we're mm -hmm. on our own mission of in our cars, if you have a car or a bicycle right. and you're, you're going only where you need to go. And then you're going back where you came from. And so when something happens, no one realizes it and they think, oh, if I'd only known, right? If I'd only known that someone yes. had this need, um, that I could have yes. helped them. And there's a lot of resources people are not aware of that are that are right there in their neighborhood that mm -hmm. they can use. Yeah. And the, the vision that I had read from your website um, really touched me because when we think about community, we think of the youth, but you've got literally the community that includes the kids, the teenagers, the adults, your disabled residents, and the list yeah. goes on. What Everybody. are you, yes, and you have a, uh, you have a property you mentioned that you're going to be building. Yeah. You want to tell us more yeah. about what that is? I would love to. So um, we, like I mentioned, we, we ended up purchasing a home in um, 2013. It took us about a year to remodel. Um, it had been abandoned. It had been sort of the center of some drug activity. Well, the drug activity, I guess, in the neighborhood is what they tell us. Mm -hmm. um, and we've used that home for our kids' programs. It's where we meet together once a month on Saturdays to bring all our volunteers and neighbors together. And then we send them out to serve our senior adults. Um, and so this property has been really important to us. We have a little garden in the back, but as we've grown, we don't fit. Our, our Christmas parties were too big. And now we have to rent the community center when we were doing those. And it, it just felt like, okay, how do we grow and still do what we're doing in this, in this small space. And, uh, just a half mile up, we found that the last two acre piece of property in downtown Chandler. And we said, we have to have that. And so it's taken us some time to, to, to get that pay it off and we have it. And now we're ready. We've been dreaming and designing with the neighbors, what this is going to look like. Um, we, right before COVID, um, we had a class, this is, this is the coolest thing, a, a college class from ASU that was a landscape architect class. 
And they reached out and said, hey, we want to do a project. Is there anything we could do in partnership with you for your dream for this Oasis project? And I said, yes, 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 let's do it. So those students each sat with a neighbor or two, whether that was Maria, who is one of our senior adults that we've known forever, all the way down to our friend Hugo, who was just in elementary school at the time. They each got to sit with a student who's preparing to be a professional landscape architect and, and answer the questions. What are your dreams? What do you want it to look like? Where, what do you want your neighbors to be able to do here? And everyone put their input in. We sifted through that and took all those top priorities. And this is what we're getting ready to build. Um, so it, it's just, it's so exciting to know that it's, yeah, it's my goal. It's my vision. I have had dreams for this, but it's not just mine. It's for the families and my neighbors that are living right there to say, this is what I dreamed of years ago. And now we're going to do it. I don't know. Just the process of that itself is so um, hopeful in an environment where you often feel like your dreams are never realized, right? Like I just, that's just our reality a lot of times. And so I love it that their words were spoken out and they were heard and now they're going to be put into an actual plan. And uh, so that's where we're headed. We're hoping we're in the process of finishing our design. Um, we'll submit applications, permit applications, by the end of the year and hopefully break ground early 2022. What kind of programs are you going to have? So the goal is uh, we don't want, so everyone says, oh, it's a community center. Yes, it is. But we have to be true to who we are. And when we say, okay, so what is Live Love? We are about creating safe spaces, bringing people together. We cannot care for each other if we're at a distance. So we come together, we learn the stories, we know how to care it makes us better people. So everything we do on this property will be for the purpose of connecting so that we can care better for each other. So we, we're so excited about the, there's gonna be, we're trying to keep as much green space as possible. We want gardens, the, the name, the Oasis, it has equally to do with the environment we want to create for neighbors. When they walk in, they, I want them to feel like they're surrounded and loved as well as that it's a green space that you walk in and it's an interruption to that pavement right outside, you know, that we just don't have that very much anymore in the downtown area. Um, so gardens, whether that's just to sit and smell the flowers or actually get your hands in the dirt and grow your food. Mm. Um, we're going to have a teaching kitchen that uh, we'll use to teach at all ages, young to old, um, either how to, grab from the garden and put it on a plate and serve it to someone or yourself, as well as potentially for job training skills. Um, people who are interested in going into the culinary arts, it would be a place where we could actually teach the skills you need to go out and be prepared to get a job for that. I love um, hearing that part. And I, and I want to interrupt, but I remember this is our schools are not the way I remember them when I was attending. Um, we had the elective classes where it was wood shop, auto mechanic. I did say typing. <laughs> there yep, was typing yep. back then. Now we don't have to worry about the typing. Um, but there was the culinary, like you said, it was home ec. You know, there was yeah. sewing. Our schools don't provide this, the basic needs of how to survive once you get away from the books and get into the real mm -hmm. world. And so mm -hmm. now it sounds as though you're able to do that. And it's not just our students that are in the schools. 
you're teaching even the adults that missed out on that. Like I missed out on a few things because we don't always have those role models in our lives that can teach us how to cook and clean and sew and, you know, the mechanical things. Um, This is really, that's really exciting to know you can teach them at all ages. Yes. All ages. That's the goal. Um, We will have a a shop or garage that is still being dreamed uh, what all will be going on in there, but woodworking and those kinds of things, some uh, maybe learning some auto mechanics, things like that. We hope to be going on into that in that shop as as well. And then the center of the building is just a large gathering room. It's a place where um, we can host events, parties, classes, education, whatever that looks like. Um, someone in the neighborhood could say, I, I need a space for my daughter's quinceanera. Great. Um, you can earn the right to use the space through volunteer hours or working in the garden, or you could just pay it. You know, like we're open to both, but we want this to be accessible to everyone, whether you have the resources financially or whether you have the resources with your skills, there's a way for you to be able to use this space in a way that's beneficial to you and, uh, and beautiful. I, I can't wait for, um, the creative part of how we're going to make the space beautiful and the neighbors feel like we own it. You know, it's like, this is our space. You so, know what I have? Those are some of the dreams. And I, I love it. I have this vision of everything. I haven't even seen the property. I will see that next weekend, which we'll talk about here briefly in a second. Yeah. And when I think about downtown, we think of downtown is dirty. Railroad tracks come through. There's drugs. You already talked about it. There's crime. What I've noticed, and I'm be biased. I love Chandler. I love the way that oh, they yeah, make everyone too. come together, even in the areas that have the um, the lower incomes or wherever you're traveling from, you can still come together in a community, enjoy the downtown area. It's a, it's a nightlife that is, is yeah. a healthy one. It's not a dangerous one. And I'm noticing through other areas here in Arizona and other cities across the country that they're cleaning up their downtowns because yep. they are important, not just to the businesses that are down there, but to the people who want to come down there for the nightlife, for dinner or, or entertainment or be in a park or mm-hmm. like you said, a recreation. And um, education is key. Communication is key. And one other favorite one of mine is volunteering, mm-hmm. giving back, knowing that you are a part of your own community and you made that to be something worth coming to and other people wanting to, yeah. to enjoy it too. So good for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, we get excited. I, I tell people, I want this to be a place that we're proud of, but I want it to be something where outsiders are like, Ooh, I want to go see that place. And if they come in and use the space, it's my neighbors that are cooking and catering your meal for you, for your event. And they're growing the flowers for your thing. And they're DJing the party and they're doing the slideshow. Like this is training of all kinds, but in community where we have people who know and experience, have experience in these things that they're interested in, and they now have access to those resources that maybe they didn't have before. So like you said, resources, and I mentioned that earlier on, um, and we have a project that you and I, um, we have not physically met, but we're going to on October 23rd. I am a part yep. of, it's my third year being on the committee for for our city cleanup day for the city of Chandler. The very first project I worked on was right by the railroad tracks. And, and I got to go door to door to ask what the needs were of the residents, whether it was having rock in their yard, painting their Mm -hmm. house. And I wasn't the only one. I had a couple of people that we walked through getting the surveys. What are their needs so that they can get back to whatever they were looking for in their communities. And it's 
interesting when you talked about the individuals going into the community and talking to the people. I really feel we can learn a lot when we sit and talk to a total stranger, not just how we can be grateful for our own lives, but what we can do to help someone else who truly is needing that, just don't know where to find it. And one of the individuals that I uh, did a survey with on their home had shared with me that he is a third generation of the house that was standing there. And it was just amazing to hear that. And so when we come back full circle here with what you're doing, that's what's happening in communities. They have more than one and two generations that live there. So why not get everyone involved to know who they are and not be such a stranger? And so the cleanup that you and I are doing is going to be on your dirt lot of your future uh, oasis. And um, I just love how the communities are working together. And I know we're not the only community here in Chandler, Arizona that does that. I love hearing how people are wanting to make a difference based on something that happened in their life or they saw Mm -hmm. something happen in someone else's life. Right. And I think for me, I, I feel like that's a piece of what it comes back to is I'm, I'm no stranger to hard things and pain. Like we've had some hard things in our life, but what has gotten me through every time is faith and community. Right. And when I started listening to the painful stories from these neighbors and knowing they didn't have community, I was like, that's not right. (laughs) This is not okay. Like those are the, that, those are the ways we survive. Right. Mm-hmm. And we celebrate when we survive. Mm-hmm. And, um, so this idea that sometimes our painful journey is three times as difficult when we're alone than it is when we're in community. And so the opportunity to create a space where people are known, um, and they're accepted and they know they belong and they're loved. And when they need something, they know where to reach out. Like that just seems like natural things that everyone should have. And I was shocked when I realized that's not true for, for the better right. part of our community. Right. Um, so uh, well, I'm on it. Community is like top of the game right here. So I think we have found an increase through the last, well, since 2019, an increase in, yeah. um, the need of the resources we didn't know were there. And it's, it, and I don't like to say this because I don't really know how much we're getting told when it comes to social media or excuse me. Yeah. Social media. What it comes down to is whether there's hardships happen, which they do. What are do. we, what are we going to do about it so that people yeah. don't feel like they don't have that unity. They don't yeah. have the resources. They don't feel like you just said the feeling of belonging. Everyone has the need yeah. to feel like they belong somewhere. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. uh, it's what drives us. So, and, and I think that's hard sometimes because people will say, well, what is live love? And I, I keep, I try to say it's about bu- connecting people and caring for neighbors. Like, yeah, but what do you do? Well, we do whatever we need to, when we know there's a need and we're knowing our neighbors and we jump in wherever we can. Okay. But what does that look like? And I, it's just, it's a, it's not a program. It's a way to live. And I, I feel like that's what we tell our volunteers all the time. Like we're going to go pull weeds and we're going to deliver food and we're going to help with homework and we're going to play soccer together. We're going to do all these things. But behind it, the reason is because everybody needs somebody and, and we're going to be somebody's somebody, right? So yeah. um, it is, it, it keeps us 
you know, eyes on the prize. Let's don't get distracted because it can look a lot of different ways every day. And I've learned that um, the way that we look at things is a perception of our own based on where we are in our own lives. Absolutely. So tainted, (laughs) right? Right. Yes. So I've learned to go, well, where am I at thinking that? Because that's not something that's probably right. So and same thing for anyone else. Or it's limited to me and it's not everyone else's experience, right? Yes, yes, yes. Billions of people on this planet. Yes, absolutely. And we're all going to think differently. And then we can be convinced depending on what we're being presented. I always say we only know what we know until something different has been presented to us. Uh, Before I ask my final question, is this, and I don't know that it's relevant, but some people might want to know, is this a faith-based organization and is it faith-based center that you're going to be uh, creating? So we like to say we are technically uh, a non-religious nonprofit. Um, And so we, everyone is welcome. Um, Everyone gets a seat at the table. Uh, I will say that personally for me, uh, what drives me is knowing how loved I am, um, that my God loves me. And I believe my call is to not hoard that. I am absolutely mandated that that is a gift to be given. And so when we talk about love and the, the goal to live unconditionally and, and all those things, it's not, it's not just love like. I don't know. It comes from the core of my being. I can't help but think what I have access to, I must share, even if it means that I have less because of it, because that is the reason I've been given that thing. So um, I don't know if that answers your question. It's not a faith-based center. We will not be, I mean, but I hope, I mean, for me, faith is important. And so I hope that people can connect to what that looks like for them and, and feel encouraged and accepted mm-hmm. and, and know that we are spiritual beings, you know, like yeah. we really are. And, yeah. uh, we're created for a purpose and a reason. And, and I, I want to live in community with people who, who are willing to believe that that's true as well. So, yeah. I agree with you. So now my final question. Okay. <laughs> Actually, what is your website? Should anyone be interested in finding more about what Live Love is, as well as um, the opportunities for anything you may have, volunteering or anything more? Okay. Uh, yeah, you can find us at whatislitlove.org. Um, we, we leave that question hanging there because it's a constant callback to, okay, what is it? Remember what it is. What is Live Love? Um, and, uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Same. What is love love? And we do have, a, well, you just mentioned that the, for our city day, which is funny because for our city grew out of, um, those first days of me walking door to door, um, in our very first neighborhood, we did an annual live love day for a couple of years and then realized, okay, what is live love? It's not a giant service day, but it's, but the service day is important. And for our city said, we got you. And they stepped in and they continued the ball rolling on that, which is awesome. So, um, on the 23rd, like you mentioned for our city's doing a cleanup in our neighborhood. And that also happens to be our monthly, um, date for our service day, where we reach out to our senior adults specifically on those days and help them with projects around the house and just check in on them and make sure they're okay. Um, starts at eight o'clock. You can give the information for four city might be about the same time actually. So 
Um, but we'll all be there. So if you just show up in the general area, you'll find someone to serve with probably that day. So I'll be at the informational table if anyone's interested in meeting me and sharing a story and learning more about how to be a volunteer for that day's project. I am so glad I'm actually going to meet you too. So this is even better. It'll be great. (laughs) And I'll know more about the community as you're speaking about, I know it, um, as a person that goes through the community, I don't live in the community. And then my involvement is as much as it is annually is not really a whole lot versus you being in the heart of it on a daily basis. Yeah. My final question. Yes. My final question is this, what message would you like to leave our listeners based on your journey? Hmm. I think I would want people to be reminded that everybody needs somebody. And I believe that we are called to be that person for somebody And the only way that we can find that is to open our eyes and open our hands and walk into the adventure that is in front of us today um, and love somebody well. So I hope that's a good reminder for us. We're, We're not here for ourselves. We're here for others too. So embrace somebody today. Love them well. And I'm learning that journey as I'm growing older. When you're younger, you really don't see it. And then as you get older, you start seeing it because then your needs have changed. Life has happened to you Mm -hmm. to make you go, oh, it's not all about me. (laughs) It's really not. (laughs) Dang it. But it's really not. (laughs) Thank you, Melinda, for being my guest today, sharing what Live Love is. I look forward to meeting you on October 23rd. And for anyone who's interested, go to her website, find out more. If you're in that community, see how you can get involved. Or maybe you know someone who's going to need that center once it's up and going. That's right. Another referral for the resource. Thank you again for being my guest today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you to my listeners for listening in to yet another amazing story about an organization making a difference in their community. If you have a story you want to share, know someone who has a story or an organization that's making a difference in your community, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com or visit me on my website and find out who I am and what I'm all about. And you can also put a, a message to me that says, hey, I have something I want to share with you and I would love to meet with you and share your story. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care.